A brighter future without fear of inequalities in Europe. Dominic Kirchdorfer. Equality versus equity. Inequality is a powerful word. It carries so many connotations and hidden meanings that it is one of the most effective buzzwords in any politician's lexicon. In fact, it is so complex an issue that we are spending not one, but two chapters on it. And as you listen to this book, you will hear that it connects with many other issues near and dear to our hearts. What exactly does inequality mean? There are many forms of inequality and a multitude of perspectives for us to look at. For example, we can see economic inequality between continents, nations, industries, genders, education levels, etc. But we can also look at inequality in civil rights, such as the right to same-sex marriage or abortion, or even something as simple as having the right to vote or to be legally represented. When we hear the sentence, inequality is on the rise, we immediately think that is a bad thing. After all, everyone is born equally before the law. That is the main principle we believe in and base our democratic societies on. But full equality in all societal aspects is not desirable for any of us. The idea of communism was to make everyone the same. But uniform clothing was the least of people's worries. When you eliminate economic competition to achieve full equality, you take away people's incentives to innovate or even to be productive at all. History has shown us that the result is a lack of quality and diversity in the products at people's disposal. My grandmother, who was a Polish doctor, regularly travelled across the Soviet Union to trade goods with people in other countries because no one country had the same products. She would come back home to my mother and her brothers with exciting new foods, such as oranges or chocolate bars, which she had traded for the eggs and other items she had taken with her on her journeys. Of course, travelling between countries was not something everyone could do in the USSR. Being a doctor, my grandmother had special rights not afforded to other citizens. After all, some people must be in charge and some people's contributions to society are so valuable that they warrant special rights. So much for full equality. The USSR was flawed to begin with. It disregarded human nature. We may be born equally before the law, but we are not all equal. And neither do we try to be. We each have our strengths and weaknesses, things we love and hate. That is what makes us individuals. Full equality is a fantasy that becomes a nightmare when one dares to follow the dream to its conclusion. That is why liberals choose to put equality first only in matters of the law, or, in other words, when it pertains to your rights as a citizen. In that regard, things have been getting better recently. The European Court of Justice, ECJ, ruled in the summer of 2018 that same-sex married couples who were legally married in another EU member state, must be allowed residency permits in EU countries, even if those countries forbid same-sex marriage. Over the last decade, we have seen a wave of European countries legalise same-sex marriage. Sweden and Norway legalised it in 2009, followed by Iceland and Portugal in 2010, Denmark in 2012, France in 2013, the UK, except for Northern Ireland, 
in 2014, Ireland and Luxembourg in 2015, and Finland, Malta and Germany in 2017. In Austria, political parties had faced a deadlock on the issue for a long time until, finally, the Austrian Supreme Court ruled that the country was discriminating against homosexual citizens' rights and legalised same-sex marriage in 2019. Several other countries are now undergoing the arduous process of legalising same-sex marriage, and many will likely also do so within the next few years. Of course, it is not all sunshine and rainbows. In fact, we have witnessed the rise of a great number of populists, each shouting that they have an easy answer to every problem we are facing, while silently working to destabilise our democracies and removing our precious civil rights. Before we can deal with that issue, we must first have a look at the market. In matters of the economy, equality is not unimportant, but it must come after our most sacred value, freedom. The core principle guiding liberal policies is that every person must be free to do as they choose, so long as their actions do not impede the freedom of another person. In his magnum opus, the wealth of nations, the father of free market economics, Adam Smith, wrote, Such regulations may no doubt be considered as in some respect a violation of natural liberty, but those exertions of the natural liberty of a few individuals, which might endanger the security of the whole society, are and ought to be restrained by the laws of all governments, of the most free as well as for the most despotic. The obligation of building party walls in order to prevent the communication of fire is a violation of natural liberty, exactly of the same kind with the regulations of the banking trade which are here proposed. In other words, we regulate where too much freedom for one person would disadvantage or harm other people. The art of liberal politics is to strike the right balance between individual freedoms and regulatory safeguards. Freedom is also a guarantor of civic rights. Hence, we value it higher than equality. Where equality is important is in access to opportunities. If a person is barred from participating in a part of society, be it the market, politics or education, they are both unequal and unfree. Liberals pay great attention to issues where those two values overlap. So, when you hear someone say, inequality is rising, you should ask two questions. First, what kind of inequality? And second, is this a bad thing? The second question is the main topic of this chapter. As I previously alluded to, there are many different forms of inequalities. Unfortunately, the media tends to mix them up to paint a negative picture. When liberals talk about equality, we always talk about equality of access and equality of opportunities, also known as equity. Equity is about fairness. It means that we treat people as our equals, but don't expect everyone's actions or access to be equal. People are individuals that have unique strengths and weaknesses. That is only natural, and there is no reason to pretend otherwise. We don't expect a person with a disability to perform exactly the same way as someone without the same impairment. But we try to create equity between them, 
so that disabilities do not exclude people from society. First, we get rid of outdated ideas and systems centred around equality and replace them with new ones centred around equity. The second step is systemic change to ensure equity from the start. The latter is more difficult to implement, which is why we often resort to compromises and patchwork fixes, as depicted in the second panel of Figure 2.1. Ultimately, however, every liberal wants to see all barriers to equity removed. One perfect example of equity versus equality is universal basic income. The concept of basic income foresees that every citizen of a country automatically receives the same amount of basic income every month from the state. This would streamline all social expenses of the state, diminish administrative burdens and free up funds that are currently tied up in unnecessary administration. But universal basic income, by all accounts, is uneconomical. It doesn't incentivize people to work. And it is also wasteful, because it pays rich people just as much as it pays poor people. That is not fair. The Austrian Liberal Party, NEOS, has presented an alternative solution that adheres to the principle of equity. Negative income tax. This is based on the concept of universal basic income, but when someone goes to work and earns money, they still receive a part of that basic income just a reduced amount. People continue to receive the benefit at a reduced rate until they reach a certain amount, at which point the basic income would no longer have a measurable impact on their life or their motivation to keep working. This concept helps to alleviate poverty and lessen the burden on the middle class, both employees and employers, thereby also increasing consumption. It motivates people to work while lessening the administrative burden on the state. Everyone wins. That is equity, as well as a great liberal policy that addresses people's fears of inequality. The truth is that fears of rising inequalities are often nothing more than fears of loss of individual freedom and equity. You are not afraid of the rich getting richer. You are afraid of staying poor as the rich get richer. You are not afraid of migrants coming to your country and getting jobs. You are afraid that you won't be able to find one. Fears about inequalities are never more than externalised fears of your own inequity. It is easier to believe that someone else is taking something away from you and that you can punish them for it than to identify and deal with the issues that prevent you from living a free and equitable life. Now that we have understood this and looked at some definitions, let us dig deeper into the contemporary issues associated with inequality and look at how liberal thinking and policies can improve the situation.